Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Time Out Podcast. Uh, it's your girl, Simi. I'm back with another left. Today, I'm joined by the amazing, luxurious. Um, <laughs> if you're a Black woman in sports, uh, you definitely are looking up to her in the industry. You're probably rocking her apparel as well. Yes. So I've got Kelly here with me. Is that the chain? Um, yes, it is. I do it. I was I was literally on your website. I added everything to my cart, and I was like, yes, 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 yes. Getting, getting, getting. Oh my gosh! But like, I think my favorite shirt was um future like team owner, future executive. That that, those are so much fun because you might not be there yet, but I want you to speak it into existence. I need you manifesting, using it as a point of contact, (laughs) so you can go back and be like, remember when I bought this? Now I'm here. Like, and now it's not future. Put some black tape on and be like, yeah, I'm a team owner now. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so amazing. So, like, how did you come up with, like, uh, the name and, like, the brand and just, like, everything behind the apparel line? So, the name? I'm not going to lie. I could not think of a name for this at all. And I was just like, I don't want to do anything too cliche or too corny. And then I just happened to see, like, a little cartoon. And it was a little girl holding a basketball. And the little boy was making this face at her telling her she played like a girl. You play ball like a girl! And I was like, oh, that's it. That's literally it. Because, like, it's not offensive or anything. Like, it's true. Like, yeah, I do. And so, what about it? (laughs) It was one of those, because I'm reading it and I'm like, ew, why is he making this face? And then I was like, oh my God, that's that's the name, play like a girl. And now it's everywhere, and I'm just like, I kind of feel like I was a little piece of the forefront of play like a girl because you didn't really hear it too often. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's my pride and joy. I absolutely love everything about it because at one point I felt like we as women in sports, we didn't have a brand for us. Mm-hmm. Every, and it's no shade to any other profession because I love that everyone has their own brand. But yeah. I never saw anything for us. I would see social worker, nurse, therapist you name it you name it your name it i saw it now it's just like oh yeah what are we like do do we not exist like i know so many women in the industry mm-hmm. and when you're in the industry you know we love a good t-shirt we love a sweatshirt oh, we love yeah. a hat like <laughs> any apparel that we can wear to work and it's like formal yes we love like a casual shirt you can still wear it with a blazer or a sweater mm-hmm. and still go in and be fine exactly so it was one of those like it was just a light bulb i remember wanting one and i asked my cousin one day because she actually has her own apparel line and she's like well i could either make you your shirt or i could teach you how to do it and you could sell mm-hmm. your own so it was one of those i did that i prayed over it and play like a girl is a year old god said go off go off the sell <laughs> <laughs> like, you the resources you just got to do everything else. And that, that's why I'm still here. I love when he does that. I love when he does that. It's also very scary when he does it too. Because you'd be like, are you sure? Me? You trust me? You sure? I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to pray and fast for one more week just to clarify. Yes. And that's just, be like, you sure? Okay. All right. It is so funny. But yeah, the merch was amazing. I literally recognized the necklace as soon as I I love it. And you know what? I was so nervous about these necklaces. I was just like. I know I love a good necklace, but to other people. So that excites me to I see love necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that you've been working in events for a while now. Um, in Dallas, I believe. Yes. Dallas and in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Not like Stadium. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, I did a bit of like live events. Well, actually, that's what my background's in. Um, oh. I worked in live events up until, you know, COVID. And now we here <laughs> in Canada don't have any live events. So I made a bit of a transition um, into like admin, like uh, full-time admin and like operations, but like more behind the scenes. Okay. Um, but in terms of like your own personal experiences with live events, like what have been your favorite events to work at? I would definitely have to say the first night of the On The Run Tour 2 for us at MetLife Stadium. And the crazy thing <laughs> is I was dreading that entire week because it's Jay-Z and Beyonce. You Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. You don't know how, if you're even going to be able to walk down the tunnel one day at work. Yeah. Since them, you might run into their entourage. You have to be mindful of their space. That's true. And, and their sound checks are closed. Like, we had to be in the office. Nobody could be around the dome. So it's it's a lot of stressful stuff that came with it. And then on top of that, lightning. Second night was perfect. Second night was perfect. But that first night, I was like, this, this is stressful, but I'm learning so much. And like, I can reflect back and be like, that was really one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of all the things that, things that in the moment I felt like was going wrong. I was like, I actually learned so much from it. Like, you do. And I think that's where a lot of people mix up learning when something goes wrong. No, every time something goes wrong, I make mental notes of stuff because I'm like, all right, so for future reference, that can't happen again. <laughs> and you get to brief it, especially the team that I was with at MetLife Stadium. So ironically enough, nothing but women. Mm -hmm. My department and the guest services department, nothing but women. Ran by two women. All women. I'm all women. I, we had a name for it. We, we, it was like a feng shui is what we called it. <laughs> we, call, we called it our little feng shui. And every night, especially after that, we debriefed everything. And just knowing that there were so many women in that position and how we were able to figure it out. Yeah. It really set a standard. So now they kind of have a different way of moving. And now when we move forward or move on from the stadium, we can take that knowledge with us. Exactly. I love all women teams. I do too. It was the first time seeing it. I mean, ironically enough, in my entire career in sports, all of my superiors have been women. I think I've been very fortunate in that matter. I've never worked for a man. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be to ever work for a man. I, I don't know because I'm so spoiled. <laughs> it, it depends on his views. It will depend a lot. <laughs> on the views um i also feel like i learned the most from women because we are a little bit harder on each other but i think it's because we want to make sure that we have tough skin yeah because if we definitely know that if it was like a man that was to like see this exactly. mistake, like he could definitely use it as an excuse to like say like mm -hmm. you're not cut up for the job like you're not experienced enough like you don't think like you'd be here so i know like exactly. definitely put ourselves in check a lot and like sometimes it hurts in the beginning but it's also coming from a good place and for a good reason and that's where you have to realize like it's you'll be able to tell if it's genuine or if they're just borderline bitter <laughs> you yeah. really yeah but oh my gosh okay this is this is something i've been thinking about with a friend of mine recently so mm -hmm. i have been working hopping in and out of the sports industry um okay. all the capacities because like i started when i was like in grade 10 so back in 2014 um so that was 2021 so i'm in a working more in a bigger capacity of course now mm -hmm. and you know, with more people um but this is just a realization i had this year um you know when you have those initial like realizations and it's kind of like in your head and you're like i don't know if i should voice this to someone yes. it might seem crazy. <laughs> like this th maybe it's just like a personal thing like i shouldn't say this out loud to anyone ever because i'm just think i'm 
Which think you're crazy, but half the time you're not, trust me. <laughs> like, so my realization was it, was, it was a concern, it was a bit of a question, but mm-hmm. I was thinking, so the sports industry is, you know, very, very large, but also very small at the same time, because, like, everyone knows each other. Like, everyone's, like, one person away from knowing each other. Uh, it's true. So I was thinking, you know, you know, very, you know, women in sports, you know, all, all about that life. Um, and I know that there was a, I don't want to say competition, but I just, I just noticed this, like, how, you know, when you see something, you're like, ooh. Like, okay. I'm seeing, I'm reading too much into this. Maybe I'm just emotional because I have the month. Let me go about my business. Um, but I saw in an article that you did talk about a bit of like unconscious um, oh, yes. competition. So I brought this up to a friend of mine who also worked in the industry. Mm-hmm. And she said, yes, it's very true. Um, she isn't, we both couldn't figure out why like it existed, but I just saw that you wrote about it. So like, like when did you notice it? I noticed it immediately, um, mm-hmm. and it's one of those like, why? Why are we in competition? Like, and we, when it, like you said, when it clicks, you're like, wait a minute, there's no happening. I'm just crazy. And for me, because when I started out, there was a group of us, and then my superior was a woman, and I had noticed whatever the girl did that was working alongside with me, it was extremely shady. Mm. and I am that person if I think it it's on my face I really have to learn how to have a poker game. Um, me too <laughs> so whatever happened it was on my face and there was another um girl who worked alongside with me but she was a little more seasoned in the game mm. and she pulled me aside and she said I need you to calm down because you look like you're going to wring this girl's neck well yeah <laughs> I don't understand why it was necessary like we are in the same position. Like, why would you do that? And that's when she explained to me, she said, you're going to see that a lot. Mind you, again, it's my first year in sports. I have no idea. I'm just excited to be a woman on the job. <laughs> I'm just excited to be here. Like, really. Thank you for having me. I'm, yeah, I'm ready to right. And she was like, you're going to see it a lot. She was like, do not let it bother you. She said, and pay it no attention. She said, you're going to see unconscious competition. She said, it makes no sense. But when I thought about it, I said, we're really in unconscious competition because we're in a male dominated field. So we're Mm -hmm. all fighting for a chance to be that one woman. Yeah. When in actuality, there's so many of us, if we really wanted to take over sports, we really could. (laughs) And we have to stop worrying about the competition because they're your fellow colleague no matter if you work for the nfl hockey soccer we are all in this together mm-hmm. of course you have the women that will never separate it and that's fine leave them where they are never i'd always say never bad mouth any woman in the industry no matter how much they get on your nerves oh, no matter how much they've done terrible things to you because you don't want that to come back to you and then you look bitter yeah, it'll come back. It'll definitely come back. 100% comes back. Yeah. I always, I just never, and I still don't understand it. I don't think I ever will. Mm. But when you really sit back and you think about it and you're in the league and you're going through all of this stuff, we're really all fighting for the same opportunities and the same chance. And it's one of those, like, if just one of us gets it, we can all lift each other up like a ladder exactly and i think that's how a lot of us are now looking at it because we're really paying attention to 
this woman did it, I know I can do it. Let me help my fellow sister in this industry mm-hmm. and let's all win. Or at least that's the point of view I have. Yeah. yeah. Like if I can help any woman, whether they're above me, below me, still in college, in high school, I'm taking that opportunity to help them mm-hmm. because you're not going to get every woman to do that. You're not. You know, definitely not. I, I thank God I haven't experienced it directly with any of the women that like I currently work with. Um, mm-hmm. my current like supervisor and manager are women. I've been with them like kind of like since I started like um on and off. Um I know but I noticed it once when I was um in university doing one of my like uh like uh university level like sports jobs and mm-hmm. I just thought like I took it personally. Like I just thought it was me. Like you I didn't think it was my tone. I thought it was something I said. I said is it because I didn't say hi to you when I saw you on the street yesterday? Like, I'm so sorry. One of those, you, you, I hate to go this route, but when you're black, you immediately think, like, are I you said, doing this? Is it because I'm black? <laughs> that, and you try not to say it, but I can't help it. Like, is it because I'm black? Like, wait a minute. I, <laughs> and I that's why I went the first time it happened, because she was Caucasian and I was black. And the one who pulled me aside was black, and she was like, trust me, it has nothing to do with you being black. And then she reminded me that, some women will say they're quote unquote intimidated by you and the reason will be because you're black. Yeah, I definitely thought it was because I was black. At first, because like I, I saw her, um, she was already kind of like doing like all these other like sports related things in the school. So I kind of like went to her for advice. So she she, she sort of helped me get in. Okay. Um, and then once we got to a certain point, not that I was surpassing her, but I guess she had always been the only one, right? So now it's like other people in our circle are starting to see like my potential and my interest and like I'm being given opportunities. And then there was just like a bit of like petty comments here and there. And like, I'm not doing things the way she wanted to do it. I just thought it was because I was black. And is that necessary? Yeah, and I was like watching how she handled the situation with other women. And I was like, mm-hmm. but I brushed it aside because I was like, there's no way. I mean, there's only so many of us in sports. Like, Right, and I, again, you have to be mindful of this stuff because what she did to you, you could mention that to another person that ends up working with her and they will look at her so sideways. Yeah. You have to be mindful of that stuff. I'm not saying keep it to yourself. Like, if you feel like it's really going to be a problem, maybe warn a person, but also let them form their own point of view. Yeah, but I saw um, you're part of Forbes, the culture, for the culture, um, the community. And I just wanted to know if you could maybe share a bit more about what it is. This is the first time I heard about it. Um, oh, yeah, this is the first time I heard about it. Um, I was thinking it was like a part of like Forbes 30 under 30 segment. So an affiliate of 30 under 30 as well. Okay. Okay. So Forbes, the culture is um, almost everything that you think it is. It is a subdivision of Forbes specifically for people of color. Mm-hmm. And it gives them the chance to spotlight their business, their careers, to network and connect with one another. Um, yeah, I realize a lot of uh, folks that are working in sports, like they work in sports, but then they also have like another side of them where it's like nonprofit or like apparel <laughs> or, or music or just something on the side that's like totally like outside of the sports industry. It keeps and, us going. It really yeah. keeps us going. Like something related. It's also one of those, a lot of people who aren't in the sports industry, they just assume we're all making, like, a million dollars a year. <gasps> I mean, no. I wasn't going to tell you, an athlete. That's different. But us, 
in corporate sports and behind the scenes, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> you got multiple jobs. <laughs> multiple jobs. A lot of them have their own businesses. It, I don't know where the correlation of, oh, you work in sports, so you must be making six figures at minimum. Who's going to tell them? Who, who is going to tell them? I wish they would stop saying that. Right. I spoke to, um, I did like a guest lecture for my undergrad school last week, and one of them asked, they were like, not to, you know, get in your business, but how is the salary? And I laughed, and I think I genuinely confused them. I was just like, if you are getting into sports off the pretense of you're going to make six figures, I need you to wake up now. <laughs> Unless you are throwing a football, hitting a baseball, dribbling a basketball, whatever sport it is, you're not stepping into six figures at all. It is humble beginnings here. When I started as an athletic training major in college, when I switched to sport management, the look of sheer horror on my mother's face. What? She was like, what do you mean? What are you going to do? Because a lot of people don't know the business side of sports besides playing. She's like, are you going to be an agent? Are you going to manage an athlete? Like, she was terrified. She didn't know what I was going to do. And I was just like, mommy, I will find out. I will find out when I start taking these classes like I knew I didn't want to be a lawyer so that was out the window mm-hmm. but I was just like you never know so when I got my first job with the Jets she was even more horrified yeah. it was so funny because um so my friend's brother that's going into university um so I was asking him like what programs are you looking into what are you you know looking to do and he's like I think I'm going to work in sports. I'm looking into some sports programs because um, I read they make like six figures and I see that you're always working and you love your job. And I was like, mm. baby, 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 you need to relax. Sit down. Let me talk to you first of all. Let's have a moment here. Let's have a heart to heart. Let's, you know, put your pencils down. Don't pay. Don't do the transaction yet. Don't apply for the program. But it's one of those like, oh, I wish somebody would have told me that. Do I think I'd still be working in sports? Probably. Yeah, but I wish someone would have prepared me for my first job in sports being like nine dollars an hour. <laughs> someone had told me. <laughs> I'd have been like, let's let's rethink this for a second. Because <laughs> I was like, I knew when I realized I was doing it for free that I liked it enough to like, okay, my mom got paid. But it was even like I've literally spoken to like managers for teams and leagues, and they're like, yeah, you have to love the job; it doesn't pay well. And I remember I was like a bit younger, and I just thought like, oh me. Your team was broke. <laughs> Your team is broke. And the sad part is you start to think about it like that, and they're like, no, they're not broke. It's, it's just humble beginnings. Like, it is very – you have, and I think that's what I like most about sports. You really have to work hard. Yeah. Work your way up for what you want. Again, don't, don't walk in thinking – now, if you do land something and it's, like, the first time you're making, like, 40 grand a year, that is wonderful. But kudos to you. God bless you and your family and your hard work. You, you're going to do some grunt work. And if you're not built for it, mm-hmm. I tell everyone, you can end up hating your career. Yeah. On the side of sports here, and you have to start to think about different things. Like in events and hospitality, you're always working. Mm-hmm. Always working. It's not, it's not a conventional nine to five. I tell everyone that it is far from a nine to five. It might be like a nine to a seven or like a seven to 11. Like you, formally, you, formally you clock out, but your phone is still going. 
yeah or you're still working and then you're like okay since i work this weekend i'm gonna take off like a random tuesday just to get to sleep like you really have to think about that and yeah. I think the older i get the more i now have the freedom to pick and choose my battles when it comes to that because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 30 so now i'm like okay husband kids do I want to miss games? Do I want to not be there for their first words, their first steps? Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've paid my dues enough to now I can decide, out mm-hmm. and decide what I want to do. And then if you, if you end up with someone who understands that, or they're even in the industry, that is like a bonus. It's such a bonus because if you get someone who doesn't understand how much you love it, who you're going to be single for a while. <laughs> Literally a friend asked me the, the other day and they're like, would you, so I'm currently single. I'm currently single. Um, <laughs> like, just putting it out there. But a friend of mine had said, um, "Would you date someone in your in your industry?" And I said that. I mean, just looking at my life, I was like, I typically like I remember university, like I'm working on weekends, so my friends are going out. There's parties, and I'm working on weekends. When I'm then I'm coming like at the end of the party, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like he would have to either a be okay with it um he would have to love sports enough that he's coming with me to the games like if you want to spend time with me like i'm at the stadium so you have to right. or yeah preferably in the industry but like do you feel the same way i do because they understand it or at least someone in an industry that's just as busy, busy. Okay. i get asked a lot would i ever date like an athlete and i'm like ooh, what about that maybe a retired one not a current there's a lot of stress that comes behind that. And I'm just not, I'd rather be stress-free. Yeah. I'd rather be more stress-free than worry about when you go to LA, do I have to randomly pop up? I'm on the shade. In the background of the video, like. Right. Like, I'm a little too old to be popping up on you, but I will if necessary. I am from 15th Avenue. Don't play with me. So I don't have to come out of element. Like, so I pick and choose my battles. Like, over time, yeah, because at that point, you're past, I hope you're past that phase of life. <laughs> but I would, I definitely agree dating someone in the industry or at least someone whose industry is just as time consuming. Yeah. Definitely helps bring a balance because I know I can get very wrapped up in my work and what I do. And sometimes you need someone to bring you back like, hey, come back for a second. You're doing a little too much. I need you to focus on you. Get yourself together. You know, we got to maneuver through this exactly be able to do vice versa like if you're working too much hey okay maybe we need to do a date night we haven't seen each other in a while <laughs> so you need like a balance <laughs> yeah like you don't have to watch the game you can always just watch the highlights like you don't right and you're watch it with me like let's do something <laughs> exactly that is okay um i just wanted to ask like do you have any like advice for you know younger women breaking to the industry you know who are just sort of newer to the oh my biggest piece of advice is please give yourself some grace like do not be discouraged if you don't get the job you don't get the internship or if you reach out to another woman in the industry and she doesn't respond to you that's going to happen throughout your entire career Mm -hmm. get interview you're not you're gonna get an interview you're not get the job you're gonna reach out to a client and they're or a potential client and they're never gonna respond to you <laughs> so you have to i don't want to say you have to, well you do have to have tough skin but you have to give yourself some grace like the worst thing you could be told in this industry is no 
Exactly. Literally the worst thing somebody could tell you. No, no, thank you. Hell no. However they want to verbalize it. Hell no. That would hurt me a bit, but yeah. I've never been told that and I prayed with me so much. I would literally cry. Like, excuse me? But first of all, respectfully. And use your network to your advantage. Mm. Especially black women in this industry, we can't wait to help you. Exactly. We can't figure it out. Oh, we know someone who can. Like, we literally cannot wait to help you. So reach out to us on LinkedIn. If you see us on Instagram, shoot us a DM, follow us. Like, I promise you, at least for me and the people I know, you're not bothering us. You're not. Because it's, it's one of those things I wish I did getting into the industry. Like, mm-hmm. if, we can, if I can stop you from making some of the stupid mistakes I did and less hassle and less stress, please let me help you. Please. And your life will be a breeze because there's some there's some lessons you should just not have to learn <laughs> you just should not have to learn and just put yourself out there really be confident in who you are and try different things like i said your friend might love ticket sales and y'all might be besties and then you get ticket sales and be like why am i here <laughs> i hate it here <laughs> right like i hate it here so reach out to those different niches of sports corporate mm-hmm. marketing partnerships, sponsorship, events, operations, player development, anything. Yes. You see, we have women coaches now and rem- women referees. Like, exactly. you never know what's going to be your thing. Mm-hmm. So just reach out and try it and research it. That is really the best advice that I could give to anyone. Like, do it all. <laughs> On the, world oyster, the stadium is your oyster. It is. It really is. And take it all in. It is the opportunity of a lifetime being in this mm-hmm. industry. Once you're in the industry, you're in. I'm like, no. I saw a post that said my passport probably thinks I'm in prison. And I was like, I promise you, mine probably does. <laughs> like, ma'am, we have not been stamped. What's happening? <laughs> I like the next time I'm in a stadium, like watching a live game, I'll cry. I definitely am going to cry. Tears, like. Like, I will even go to a baseball game at this point. And I find, I would <laughs> just, any game. I will watch golf. Just something live action. Anything. I, even if it's, like, grassroots, like, house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care at this point. I just need to watch a sport live. I love talking to black women in sports because I, I feel like just, like, this year I was like, wait, I'm not the only one. There's more. What's up? <laughs> When you discover like more than three, you're like, what? We out here? Well, y'all were in sports too. I thought it was just me. I thought I was crazy. Like, you're not a cheerleader, girl. Let's be friends. Like, that is the best thing ever. Right? Because before I'd be like, oh, yeah, I work uh, for, like, I was like, I don't know if I should say I work in sports. Because then I'll just be like, what do you mean you work in sports? Are you a coach? Oh, yeah. My favorite is, are you a cheerleader? Are you, no. are you a cheerleader? In my life. I just, they're like, what are you doing here? What do you do? And I'm like, I do what the men do. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I do what everyone does. But yeah, I was glad to see that there's more, more of us in the industry. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do with the Forbes, the culture platform. I'm and I can't wait for that. I'm so, can't wait for, to see how Play Like a Girl Apparel grows this year. I did ex- not expect the growth we had in 2020, but I just can't wait to see the growth this year. 
I can't believe it's only a year old. I feel like no, I feel like I've been doing it forever. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I've seen this before. I yes, this is me. I resonate with this. <laughs> I'm happy you love it. Thank you. I'm definitely gonna go purchase something right on this call and just you know. Future team owner, future executive. Yes. You know. whatever you want to be. <laughs> I'm taking that shirt straight to my prayer closet. <laughs> Again, it's, it's, it's a walking vision board. <laughs> a walking vision board. I love that. I love that. That's exactly what it is. Wow. But thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you.